2: Oh, my God.
3: I I pray to God that nothing ever comes out in my pregames with Xander. And <laughs> yeah, that's all I'm saying. Good afternoon, everybody, on a football Friday. Hey, we got the Pro Bowl this weekend. You ready? Oh, God. Week before Super Bowl 56. Appreciate everybody coming in here. Oh, my God, do we have just a boatload of content for you today. I mean, a lot of it is Eagles. Obviously, Doug Peterson being named a new head football coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. This Brian Flores story, Super Bowl 56, free agency, the draft, all of it is front and center here, no question about it. Want to start the show off by saying, guys, please hit the like button. You have been stars. Thank you. You guys have been stars, and I appreciate you coming aboard. By the way, today, because some people had a little ass with who I had on yesterday, okay? And they didn't like Chuck Todd, so I'm putting on my friend who's another sports guy, by the way. And he loves sports. He covers the White House for Fox News. My friend, Kevin Cork, and he's a White House correspondent. Love Kevin Cork. Started in sports with me over at Fox Sports when we worked at Pico in Los Angeles. And he is just absolutely spectacular. He will join us at the bottom of the hour. Ed Ogeron from the Senior Bowl. will get his spin. I want to talk some Joey B with him. How did he know Joey B was that guy? How did he know that Joey B was going to be that dude? By the way, four-and-a-half-point underdogs are the Bengals to the Rams. I don't know. I I don't know, man. There's something about him that's got a Brady quality to him. I am a great Joe Burrow fan. I think this guy here doesn't need to have what people are saying in Philadelphia. Well, you got to have a Super Bowl roster so that you put it around Jalen Hurts, and he'll win because we can win with him, but we have to have more components. Joey B just takes that, throws it in the trash can, lights it on fire, and says, I don't give a shit if I have the worst offensive line in the NFL. We're going to the Super Bowl. And he did. Remarkable. So we'll talk to Coach Ogeron. By the way, LSU had to give him $23 million on the way out the door. I think Coach O's doing well, right? I think he's doing well. He's like, Big Seals, I'd like to come and coach with me at my next stop, wherever it is. I don't even know where the hell it is. Oh, God. <laughs> he's already offered that to me, man. Being his D line coach. I'll bring it up, too, okay? So you guys know, uh, I think I've been offered five defensive line jobs in my life. Hey, wherever I go in, you know, again, all in there, sackle, 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 tackle, sack, fumble sacks, fumble sack, return for a touchdown. Okay. Oh, good. All right. Guys, can I start the show off by saying this to you? Eagle fans, Xander's not buying it. Are you buying this? Now, listen, I'm a conspiracy guy. Four years ago to the day, something great happened in Philadelphia. Something great The Philadelphia Eagles hoist the Vince Lombardi Trophy. February 4th. The Eagles lift the Vince Lombardi Trophy. Wow. Brian, we finally won a ring. It was since 1960... And the great Chuck Padneric team that Philadelphia had an NFL champion. Okay? Jeremiah, happy anniversary. Guys, am I being a conspiracy theorist here? So Doug Peterson, who his first interview for a job, and I told you he interviewed for the Jags job, was named on On February 4th, the brand new head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Coincidence? Or do you think it's a shot at Howie? And the owner. Ah, That's probably coincidence. (laughs) Hey, hey. Ah, that's probably coincidence. Hey, and it can't be. February 4th, four years ago. To the day, (laughs) to the day, Doug Peterson has a new job? Oh, it's probably coincidence. Wait, bit of both? Happy for Doug? Okay, guys, wait a minute here. So happy for my Super Bowl coach, Doug Peterson, joining my hometown, Shade Khan. We need more minority owners. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. We need more owners with integrity. Brian says, honestly, I hope Doug does well in Jacksonville and gets the Jags back to the playoffs. Jeff says, yeah, four years ago to the day, I took a she-at took another one. Okay, all right, all right, Jeff. Okay. Hugh says, not an accident. He got one of those guys at QB now. Oh, yeah, oh, Birdman. We'll get into that here in a minute. Xander says, Sills, you think this is the best job? Because I do. For any out, out coach there that's been on the out, needing a job, you really want the Chicago job? I don't trust Justin Fields. You want to go to work with Kirk Cousins? I don't know. You don't want the Texas job, do you? You know Jonathan Gannon is the lead candidate there? Was that guy coaching high school last year? Oh no, he was he, he was with the um Jonathan Gannon. Where was Jonathan Gannon was with uh where? Where was Jonathan Gannon last year? Where was Jonathan Gannon? I don't know. Where was he last year? Holy cow. Right? Doug Peterson, four years ago, wins your Super Bowl. Today, he's announced as the head coach of the Jags. I'm sorry, man. It's too much for me to believe. Hey, Samuel, Kevin Cork is a spectacular guy, man. Okay? He was with the Colts? Okay. I don't know. Yeah, Noodles Pee Wee League. I I don't know where the fuck that guy was. Xander's like this, nah, yeah, you're right. You're probably right. Just, you know, of any day you could have had, he is announced that he's the new head coach of the Jaguars. Four years to the day that the Eagles win a Super Bowl. Eh, eh, it's probably nothing. I see those things as little tea leaf things. I've always done that. I'm going to get to that point that you make when it comes to, um, again, when it comes to having one of those dudes. Because I do think Trevor Lawrence, even though he led the NFL in interceptions, I think Doug's got one of those dudes. But let me ask you something here. Now that Doug Peterson has a new head coaching job, who do Eagle fans revere more? Doug Peterson. Or Andy Reid? Who do you guys look at in a higher regard? Do you look at Doug Peterson, who delivered a Super Bowl? Or Andy Reid, who delivered all of those almost? Brian says, I love Andy. Thomas, Dougie P, baby. I'm going to start calling him Dougie Fresh. Got a brand new start. Dougie Fresh. Reed. Andy, definitely. Wow. You look... Jeff, you look at Andy Reed in a higher regard than you do Doug Peterson. Birdman fucking Doug, Big Sills. Super Bowl Trump's playoffs. Joe, don't say Trump here, man. You know, I might get shut down by YouTube. You never know. (laughs) algorithms (laughs) algorithms <laughs> noodles that's a tough one so do you do you revere the guy who almost got you there or the guy who got you there andy for sure brian on q f trump love andy but doug has the statue the nick Foles statue or the lombardi oh yeah the lombardi Actar, Dougie P, baby. Dougie Fresh. (laughs) Right. Sorry, man. I had to. Doug's Super Bowl win was a fluke. Andy's getting to the big show was not. Chalk it up, Sports Philly almost doesn't get you the Palm King. That's right, baby. That's right. And he had bum wideouts. <laughs> hey, by the way, who was the biggest star on that Doug Peterson Super Bowl? Who was that? Who was the biggest star? Who was the biggest star? Let me think. Wow, well, after Wentz got hurt. Didn't Kelsey get hurt that year too, the Super Bowl year? Am I right when I say Kelsey got hurt? Help me out on that. Foles, Ertz. Those were your biggest stars. You didn't have any stars. Brandy Graham. <laughs> Look at the Rams. Odell Beckham, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, Matthew Stafford. Hell, the Bengals have more stars. Nick Foles, Jason Peters. Jason Peters is a pretty good player. Eagles had no stars on that team. So Doug took a starless team. Kelsey played all right, Jeff. I thought was it Lance? Was it Lane Johnson? I thought somebody got hurt in that O-line. O-line was dominant, man. They beat the hell out of the Patriots in that game. They did. They pounded them. So, so hang on here. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's it. Peters and Sproles were out. So, so so hang on here. Doug Peterson took. A substitute teacher quarterback and a starless team to the Lombardi podium. And you guys revere Reed more. Okay. Oh, wait, hey. Wait, 215 goes, no, no, no. Did Philippo and Reich were the people and the reason that we won that game. Fuck that guy, Doug. Doug didn't have nothing. To... Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, Chris Long, yeah. Alshon, you call a star? Malcolm Jenkins, okay. Dougie P beat the GOAT quarterback and coach, too. Oh, man! Matt, great one. So, on Doug's resume, he's got one of the three pelts that Brady wants back that he lost in the Super Bowl. Is that correct? And you beat him with the Philly Philly. You want the Philly Philly? Yeah, let's do the Philly Philly. And now forever, in Philadelphia Eagles sports lore, the Philly special, baby. Yeah. How about Doug in the Super Bowl? Hey, you want the Philly Philly? Just throwing that out there. Yeah, let's do it. (laughs) Fuck that, man. I want to play for that guy. I want to play for that guy. Hey, you want the Philly Philly? Yeah, let's run it. Let's do it. (laughs) Oh, man, I get goosebumps just thinking about that. Throwing a touchdown pass to the quarterback in a game versus the GOAT where you know you can't make any mistakes because Brady takes those mistakes and turns every mistake in games like that into points. Yeah, let's run it. Let's go. Holy shit. That's fucking awesome, man. (laughs) Middle right there, too. Critical part of the game. To put them away, let's run it. (laughs) Oh, how many times do you think they practiced it? Six? Oh, man. Yeah, Brady tried it, and guess what? He he looked like the non-athlete he is. Come on, man. Don't you love that? Think back four years ago, how great a coaching job Doug did. All those assistants he had, like Frank Reich around him. Two backup quarterbacks. This is what I think what made you guys great four years ago. Your head coach and your coordinator, offense, were two backup quarterbacks. And when Foles was thrust into that, you know how that room must have just been, hey, we've been here. We waited our chance, all of us. All three of us. You him, and me, to get a chance to play in this league. You got a chance to play in the fucking game against that guy. Foles beat Brady. Mahomes hasn't. What? (laughs) What? The two people that Brady hates the most are Eli Manning and Nick Foles. (laughs) He has to hate them guys. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, right? Man. Oh, and by the way, I'll tell you what makes your front office even more pissed off is because it was Frank Reich and it was Doug Peterson and it was Foles that delivered that Super Bowl. My point is this. If he could take a non-star offense in Philadelphia to a Super Bowl championship What do you think he's going to do with a guy like Trevor Lawrence? That running back also from Clemson. NTN, what's his name? NTN? Dude, they got some players down there. You think Doug's going to turn that thing around, turn the Jags into a Super Bowl winner? He took... Basically, you know, no-name defense used to be the tag that you gave the Miami Dolphin defense that won those Super Bowls back in the day with Manny Fernandez and Nick Bonacani. But they took that no-name Eagle team and won a Super Bowl versus the GOAT and the GOAT coach. What's he going to do with, what did you guys say? One of them dudes. Birdman says it's amazing. How people give everyone credit for the Super Bowl except Doug. Yeah, the Philly media. That's what they've done. Shakur says, do you think Doug P is going to change that? I do. Our running game was elite. Blunt Blunt was one of the best red zone backs there is. I agree with you, Bobby. Who's his DC? I don't know yet. Culture in Jacksonville? Hey, how about this? Doug Peterson changed the culture in Philly. They went from that turd of a coach, Chip Kelly, to a Doug Peterson culture. So when you say the shitty culture in Jacksonville, he changed your shitty culture around too. AFC, hey, Eric's got a good point. AFC is packed. AFC is packed. Oh, yes. Chalking up sports Philly, that's a great comparison The only difference is is that Marshawn was great from 20 to 20. LeGarrette wasn't bad. I saw him rush for 1,000 yards when he was a Buccaneer. He's a good football player. But red zone, man, there wasn't anybody better that could sniff out the end zone. He was so good, dude. Dude, Jim Caldwell, D.C., and Jacksonville would be amazing. Or Vic Fangio. I'll put his ass down there. He's going to put a great coaching staff together. What has Frank Reich won without Doug? Well, he's not won anything, but he's not losing in Indy. He's building something there. Blunt was a beast, Brian. I, again, I was a big fan of LeGarrette Blunt. I think he can just sniff out that end zone, man. When he's in that red zone, man, he is a, he is a great, he's great in the red zone. He's great. I'll bet you this. I'll bet you Dougie P. I wouldn't be shocked if Jim Swartz gets the defensive coordinating job down there. What if he brings his whole entire coaching staff that he had down to Jacksonville, and all of a sudden those fuckers are in the AFC title game? How is Philadelphia going to look at your owner and GM if that guy turns that thing into a Super Bowl contending team? Knowing full well your owner and GM Fired two fucking dudes that have Super Bowl contending teams every year, and the Eagles are still trying to figure out if Jalen Hurts is the right guy. <laughs> hey, this is what I've been telling you. Howie's got a big offseason here, man. This dude's got to get this right. He's got to get this right. Okay? Damn question. Why can't Miles Sanders score for the Eagles? Everyone says. He's amazing, but hey, dude, some guys have a nose for the end zone. Like we were talking blunt. That guy gets inside the red zone. The Eagles don't have red zone offense, man. They've got to fix that. They're awesome at the point of attack. Keep running that bitch. Can you imagine? Oh, by the way, am I right when I say that? It's Eagles and Jags this year. And it's Eagles and Colts. Oh, 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 my God. Holy cow, man. I cannot wait for that week. Holy cow. Okay? <laughs> oh, my God. Holy – Xander just threw it. What if – what if Doug takes that Jacksonville team with Trevor Lawrence to Philadelphia and wins in your park? Oh. oh, holy Jesus criminy, man. Whoa. You know what? I. It, it, you know, I'll – you know, kidding aside here, how do you guys take the fact that Doug Peterson now is going to probably make more money and he's going to have an opportunity to build that Jags team up into a championship, and I think he's going to. I think it's, a, I think it's the – how about this? I think the hiring of Doug Peterson is the best hiring so far of any of the openings. I think the only other guy you could have hired was John Gruden. Doug Peterson was the most qualified candidate. I don't care what they say about Jim Harbaugh, Mr. Khaki. Whatever, dude. This guy actually won the thing with a team that we just described as not having a lot of stars on it. An injured quarterback, okay? Putting Nick Foles, who can't keep a job now. Think about that. I'm not talking about Rich Gannon, who went on to win an MVP award with the Raiders and had some t- We're talking about a guy in Nick Foles who can't keep a job, but he's a heck of a backup. And that guy's history will always be cemented in Philly. Philly will look at him. Get this. You'll look at him in the same light as you do Sonny Jergensen or any of the quarterbacks that have ever played in Philly. You'll look at that guy like Jaws. You know why? Because Foles won. These other guys didn't. Woo, baby. Dougie P. Four years ago tonight, Eagles won the Super Bowl, and he's named the head coach on the same anniversary day. You're right. It's probably nothing. Still, just throwing shit out there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Huh? I got a better question for you. I'm going to write this down here. You tell me, Xander. I think this is it. Who will have their team as a Super Bowl contender quicker? Nick Sirianni or Doug Peterson? Floor is yours. I got to write this down. (laughs) That's just too good. (laughs) Uh. <laughs> whoa, whoa, wow. I got to do some Ali here. Xander says one guy's got a quarterback, one guy doesn't. Woo! who hands, neck, hands down, neck, hands down. Who has their team as a Super Bowl contender first? Sirianni, and the Eagles, or Peterson, and the Jaguars. Bob Bob says flip a coin. Benny says Jacksonville will be a contender before the Eagles. (laughs) Doug has a bet. Oh, wait a minute. You guys love Jalen. Remember, he's got great character. And he's great at bar mitzvahs. This guy's wonderful at, you know, bar mitzvahs and, you know, getting confirmation. He's great. Speeches, you know, it goes around Philly and gets down to Geno's. Hey, everybody, Philly's my town. How you done? Hang on here, man. Jalen's awesome at bar mitzvahs. Shalom. Hey, try the the fish. remember that's your boy man rock paper scissors (laughs) (laughs) rock rock paper scissors oh man Uh, who who do hey i think doug does i think doug because what you said i do think doug has the quarterback i do Okay. <laughs> I can guarantee nobody saw the Bengals coming in the NFL is unpredictable. Okay. Yeah, but you had a quarterback. Now you're looking at that guy Burrow going, I don't know, man. I kind of maybe did see it coming. The Eagles are blooming with a character guy. Cause Jalen is a character guy. He may not have an arm, but it, uh, he's a character guy. And you know where character gets you? <laughs> it gets you a ride in the elevator to the first floor. <laughs> oh, man. Uh. <laughs> Russ looking good at the Pro Bowl, just saying, nice, thank you. Still Russell or Watson? Mm. Well, if you want to try to become a contender, all right, let me take a time out here, guys. Hit the like button. I'm going to catch up with my friend Kevin Cork from Fox News. Tremendous sports guy. We'll get his spin a little bit on what's going on with this Brian Flores. Boatload, I asked you a question, okay? Who do the Eagle fans revere more, Andy Reid or Doug Peterson? And who gets their team to the Super Bowl first or makes them a contender, Peterson or Sirianni? Hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show.
4: You know you like being right that's why you should enroll in an independence blue cross plan it's the health plan chosen by more people than any other with more doctors and hospitals more benefits that really rock or of the coverage you want for the right price including free doctor visits 24 7. it's a choice you can feel good about because when you're right you're right and when you've got independence blue cross you're right where you need to be call 1-844-200-2583 today to get an independence blue cross plan
5: Of life, First Trust Bank is there for you because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank.
3: (laughs) Dan Cillio National Football Show. (laughs) <laughs> oh my God, almighty man. So you got Wentz and you got Doug Peterson this year on your schedule. A lot of pressure on Sirianni and oh, howie. <laughs> oh, and your boy Jalen. That's right. Mm-hmm. There is nothing worse than an old coach. We can that gets revenge on your ass. Andy Reid's got revenge on the Eagles, <laughs> he does. Super Bowl win. That's all he needed. It's all he needed. And Patrick Mahomes. Okay, I'll give you that. And he's got complete control in the building. Doesn't have to listen to anybody in his ear. Hey, you know what the owner thinks, you know, when you're spending that kind of money. Clark Hunt, the owner of the Chiefs, goes, Go ahead, Andy, do what you need, man. Hire your kid. No one cares. Go ahead. You want to do all that? We have it's all good. This is all open to you. Our team is for you to run. You run the entire operation here. Instead of Philly, you got, hey, you know, what do you you, you think of this guy, whether or not he should be active or not? Dude, shut up. (laughs) What do you want, man? Seriously, guy? You kidding me? Right? All right. One of my friends, man. Yesterday, by the way, we had Chuck Todd on. And because I have to be down, I balanced, hear. I, know, or rather I, I, I learned see one thing. I had Chuck Todd on, on talking, yesterday, but I don't
6: hear Silly. I'm talking. You don't. You don't hear us here. Let's see if I can figure this
3: out. <laughs> okay, that's my friend Kevin Cork. But I don't hear studio. you. Can you hear me I know yet, you're Kevin? You're there. So let's see if we can't figure this out, my friend. All right. Are right. you? See if we can here. Let's see if maybe you give him a call on the cell phone there. Hey, live TV, my friends. <laughs> yeah. Let's see if we can make this happen here, okay? That's Kevin Quirk. You can actually see him from the Fox Studios there. And, yes, because some of you freaks yesterday were giving me all kinds of BS about Chuck Todd being on. I'm like, okay, so we, we have to do something that my boy Joe Rogan is not doing or he said he's going to start doing, fair and balance, okay? And Big Seals knows people in every single platform, every genre, too, The record business, movie business, okay, the news business, especially the news business. And absolutely, my friend. So we'll see if we can catch up here with our friend Kevin Cork here in a second. So, yeah, hey, the worst thing you can have happen is an owner doing that. Kev, you there, brother? Hey, how you doing, bud? You know, I said this yesterday, and I continue, and I'll have to say this again to you here, Kev. Um, you know, I had Chuck Todd on yesterday and I got some crap because people said, Sills, don't be like Joe Rogan and not fair and balanced. So <laughs> I said, who better to bring on than my friend Kevin Court to talk some sports with us here? Kev, how you doing, brother? Oh, man. Let me tell you, first of all, for anybody who knows you,
6: they will tell anybody else. You are the epitome of fair and balance. You really are in your personal life. You keep it close to the vest, but I think professionally you're always fair. And I think the other thing is anybody that's got some Miami, some 305 in his background, baby, I'm always going to be here for you.
3: Absolutely. Kev, let's start in the 305. I don't want to pollute the question here, and I don't want to have a leading question here, but just your take on what you're seeing over these last 72 hours with the Brian Flores case versus the NFL.
6: Two things stand out right away. I think it's a problem that can very easily be solved without the Rooney rule. I think the bottom line for me is if you want to improve access to opportunity, not equity of outcome. And we can talk about that because I think that's a real important thing here. Just because you try or just because you interview doesn't mean you deserve the job. That's, That's equity of outcome. I'm not interested in that. What I am interested in is equality. And equity of opportunity. What I mean by that is the Rooney rule really sets people up sometimes to fail. Yeah, you get shuffled through, but that doesn't mean anything to me. What would be better is if the league put it back on the teams and say, listen, we'll give you the financial, the administrative, and the opportunity support to make it easy to home grow the next generation of coaches. To me, if you do that, Like Von Miller. I don't know if you saw this. Von Miller said, look, when I'm done with the game, I want to get in the front office. I'm like, exactly. If you're the Broncos, the second he hangs up the cleats, you're on the phone. You're saying you have a home here. Uh, Universities have done this for years where they welcome people back on campus. And they say, look, once a once a cane, always a cane. Once a buff, always a buff, et cetera. Do that in the NFL and put it back on the teams because homegrown talent is how we're going to solve this problem.
3: How about this too, Kevin, you know, let me, let me throw these scenarios at you here. So, sure. so Chris Greer is an African American. He's one of the seven African American general managers Yep. that's in the NFL. And he's the general manager of the Miami dolphins. What Brian Flores is suggesting is that Chris Greer has gone along with racism in this hiring practice that by the way, hired him and how it's been handled in this relationship So basically he's saying that Chris Greer is complicit in this. So that's what makes me go like this. This same system that you're crapping on is the same system that hired you. And now you're throwing a general manager who's one of seven under the bus and saying, wait a minute, he's part of the racist system that's in the league. I find that to be a little counterproductive in his argument. If he's looking to get more black coaches hired, we also need, like you said, Guy's in the front office. Doesn't this kind of detract that a little bit on what he's saying that he's just a puppet for Absolutely. Stephen Ross? And this is the issue from my
6: perspective. And I don't know, Coach Flores, personally, and I'm a fan in this sense. Anytime you perform at the National Football League level, much respect, you know, and this is a guy that can coach and should be able to get more opportunities. But I think he hurts his argument when he tries to, in effect, accuse others of being part of the problem when they're just as new to the game or perhaps have just as much power or not very much power, if you get my meaning, uh, that he might have. And in fact, I would argue this. If he's pointing the finger at somebody in the front office, uh, I think you need to you know, check yourself a little bit because at the end of the day, everybody's trying to make it. We're all trying to win. And at the end of the day, I want Ws. I don't care if you're purple, Okay. And this goes back to my original argument. I want I a want quality of opportunity. I'm not looking for equity of outcome. And look, if a guy is good, he's good. If a guy's not good, hit the bricks, pal, and beat it. Uh, and I think it's really he does undercut his own argument. But let me just throw this out really quickly, uh, Dano. I really hope and believe that substantive change can come if the league really wants to make it happen. They will. The NBA did it. Major League Baseball has done it. I think the NFL can do it, but the smarter way to do it is to put it back within the realm of the teams and put the onus on them to home grow their own talent, not just in the GM's office and in the front offices. And I'm not just talking community you know, outreach, which is nice. I'm talking about You're going to be in there helping us make decisions on contracts. We're going to put you in school and get you an MBA if that's what it takes, or we're going to help you graduate from college and a business degree, whatever it takes to grow them up within your system. Do that so we can solve this problem.
3: You know, one last thing on this, and I want to move on to other sports topics here, but you know, I mean, people say that they need to have more African-American voices in the NFL. Well, Jay-Z has been put in charge of all the halftime shows and the Super Bowl halftime show. Sure. Yeah. And they're putting a very risque halftime show together with all the rappers that were based in Los Angeles. So my question then is, well, if Jay-Z is in the front office now at Park Avenue, where's his voice in this too, Kevin? I mean, is, don't we have to have Mike Tomlin and guys like Jay-Z also step up and step in front of this? That's what makes me go like this. I, I think people are maybe just waiting to get more information or they don't want to jump the gun because in today's society, it's about getting the headline. It's not being right, right any longer. So, I mean, I think maybe that's why a guy like Mike Tomlin is sitting back and waiting a little bit more, or maybe even Jay-Z, just your thoughts on those two men, because they have an inf- influential voice in the NFL today. Huge
6: respect for both gentlemen for different reasons. As far as Jay-Z is concerned, um, Here's a guy who wants to be an owner. Let's be yeah. honest. I mean, he wants to be uh, one of the big guys and he's, he's got that kind of money. Uh, certainly if he put together a group, he would be a viable. In fact, I'm surprised I haven't heard his name uh, associated with the Broncos ownership search. I mean, there's a guy who's got the kind of deep pockets that could really change the tone and tenor of a franchise. But that said, I look at a coach Tomlin, another guy, I don't know Mike at all. Uh, but if I ever met him, uh you know, in a social setting, certainly, I would want to shake his hand and say... Oh, I want to play for him. Yeah, I love that guy. I'm a Bronco fan, and I love that guy. I mean, I would knock over, you know, an old... Well, maybe not, but you get my point. I'd love (laughs) to have him on our squad. I mean, I love that guy. I think you're right, though. You want to be careful and sort of get more information before you sort of get on out there in sort of a forceful way. But I want to remind you and remind your listeners of this. There are a number of guys that have the skill set, that have the wherewithal, that have the experience. They just need a chance, an opportunity to get out there and shine. And until we really go and find the next Mike Tomlin, and until we go and find the next Eric enemy until we go and find the next whatever, uh, we're missing an opportunity to make the league better. This isn't about do-goodery. This is about making sure that we're doing the best with the product. And to make the product better, you need to find talent everywhere you can.
3: Okay. I have to throw it at you here. I'll just tell you this. Joe Theisman hates the name, and I'm gonna ask you Commanders. <laughs> <laughs> the Washington Commanders, you sitting in Washington, DC. How's that going over? Uh, let's see. I'm kind I'm gonna try to put this tactfully.
6: <laughs> this is a show that I shouldn't swear on, but <laughs> you can. <laughs> I'll just I'll just say this. I should have brought it with me since we're talking today. I happen to be the proud owner of a certain umbrella which has a certain team's logo on it from back in the day, as in just back a few years ago, I think the consensus here in Washington is fine. I'll buy the new hat. I'll give it a chance, but nobody's happy. I mean, (laughs) most people here didn't ever want to see the name change. But then again, I'm from an era when people didn't want to see St. John's change their names either. Uh, You know, and other franchises have done as much. But if you want to know the honest to God truth, if you're winning, people care a lot less what you're called as long as you're called a winner.
3: Speaking of winners, I have to get your spin on Tom Brady. 22 spectacular. Who do you think is the greatest team sport champion in American sports history? Do you look at Russell or how about this? Let's, let's be fair to this. Is Brady the modern day, Bill Russell, when you look at team sports champions? Ooh, that's a great question
6: uh, because of the way you framed it, because you can look at a Russell and say, well, 11's 11, you know, I mean, seven's seven. seven. Uh, but he
3: had the same team. The, this guy had a salary cap. The team was constantly changing. They didn't have, you know, all those guys that were there forever playing basketball like the Celtics did because players did not have free agent movement. All true. these guys today move the way they do in money. I mean, I don't know, man. It it seems to be an argument for Brady as the greatest team sport champion.
6: I would not only agree with that. I would also point this out, my friend. Remember, the game changed during his career. When Bill Russell played, basketball was basketball. It didn't change that dramatically. But the sport of professional football changed incredibly from the time that Tom Brady got into the league what it is now i mean glorified seven on seven in some ways where you you can't touch this guy you can't touch that guy remember he came up in the hard knocks i mean this guy he he is the michael jordan slash bill russell of all-time sports and and i'll be i'll be honest with you i didn't think of him as the goat you know maybe two super bowls ago i still was like well sorry i still think elway in montana you know, they're just amazing players. But Tom Brady is undeniably the greatest sports athlete of our lifetime. Uh, And that says a lot because I love MJ. You know, I love Michael. But I would put Brady up against MJ in the sense that he won all the titles. He made it to more finals. He he changed the game in a way that I don't think you can really quantify. And we're going to find out uh, in terms of the ratings next year, I think the league is strong. I think it's healthy, but Tom Brady is going to be sorely missed. He gets my vote as the best ever.
3: Final question for you here: Super Bowl fifty-six. I mean, we just talked Brady. There's some. I'm going to have Coach Ogeron at the top of the hour. He recruited him for LSU, and I got to tell you, oh my god, Coach hey, sack fumble, sack fumble. Yeah. I love the guy, man. <laughs> Played down. He coached down in Miami forever. We've been boys forever. But there's a quality about like a Brady quality about Joe Burrow. I mean, think about this too, Kev. He's told by Urban Meyer and Ryan Day at Ohio. He's from Ohio. that You can't play at Ohio State. He has to go to LSU. He wins a national title. He wins the Heisman. Then he goes to the lesser Ohio team, the Bengals, known as the Bungles. Now they're in the Super Bowl. I mean, I know they're four-and-a-half-point underdogs in this game, but there is a quality about him that makes you do this. I don't know if I'm going to be betting in the future against that guy. I don't know about 56, but I'll tell you, man, there's something about him. Who do you like in this game?
6: I like the Rams because I just think, you know, I learned my lesson over and over and over. Uh, When you have pressure, uh, it changes everything. And I know that they can beat anybody on a given Sunday, but I just think the Rams will probably pressure him uh, relentlessly, but I love his storyline. Uh, I can tell you this, too, though. Even though I'm predicting the Rams will win, I just read today that a guy laid four and a half bills.
3: Yeah. A guy from Houston put four and a half million dollars up, man. On the Bengals. I
6: know. <laughs> so, you know, I happen to have a little MGM app on my phone, so I may have to run over and drop
3: a couple <laughs> of coins just in case. <laughs> Fantastic. Hey, Kev, man, I can't thank you enough, man. And By the way, some of the suggestions for the new Washington name, were the Washington Schumer's or the Washington Pelosi's? And I think that's probably out. <laughs> <laughs> I like but the that, Washington Schumer's. That's not bad. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, brother. I appreciate it. Love you, man. Very Love much, you, man. Take Thank you. Care. Have a good week. You got it. That is Kevin Cork from Fox News. All right, guys, hit the like button. Ed Ogeron is at the top of the hour. We're going to talk a little Joey B. You know what a quarterback looks like? Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot. You guys are Philly. You got a great character guy. Oh, yeah, you know, Jalen, he's really, really. We're going to talk about a quarterback at the top of the hour, though, Joe Burrow. You keep it here on the National Football Show.
2: Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view that goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him.
4: And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free?
1: That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first time purchase of stateside vodka. So good, it just disappears.
4: You know you like being right. That's why you should enroll in an Independence Blue Cross plan. It's the health plan chosen by more people than any other. With more doctors and hospitals, more benefits that really rock. More of the coverage you want for the right price, including free doctor visits 24 7. It's a choice you can feel good about. Because when you're right, you're right. And when you've got Independence Blue Cross, you're right where you need to be. Call 1 844 200 2583 today to get an Independence Blue Cross plan.
5: Field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Seven, zero, three. One, two, three. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank.
3: Welcome back, National Football Show. Dan Silly, oh, please hit the like button. A little slow on that. Come on, dogs. So let me ask you something about culture changing. I saw somebody say something to me about it over here. I'm not talking about the Golden Corral, Paul. Okay? What's up, spaghetti me? (laughs) I don't know. You think Jalen Hurts changed the culture this year in Philadelphia? Let's just go back to 2020. What do you think the culture was in the locker room? Tell me if I'm wrong here. I'm going to throw it out to you. And how, what I saw, as I always like to tell you from a mountaintop, I'm looking down. You had receivers in the corners whispering, Oh, Nikki. Oh, Nikki. I love you. Nikki, Nikki. Oh, I love Nick. I hate that bad guy, Foles. I, 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 Foles is just a substitute. I really love Wentz. I hate Wentz. He's not very personal and he's soft. What about Nikki? Nikki, Nikki, Nikki. <laughs> My boy, Nikki. Didn't Jalen kind of change that attitude? Kind of galvanized everybody a little bit, right? Made everybody want to play for him. Is that an intangible? I mean, you talk about culture changing. You think he did that? I mean, all seriousness. Okay. Teammates didn't like Wentz. Well, then. The answer is yes, in your opinion. Nicky the one. Nah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, are you from Boston, bro? Nah, the team wanted none of Wentz any longer. They could have put a fucking turtle in there, and they would have had a culture change. Is that what you're saying? Okay? Is that what you're saying? You could have put a turtle in there. <laughs> it wouldn't have mattered. They just wanted to get rid of Wentz. Bro, I don't care who you put in there, okay? You could put Kami Adam shift. No, I'm kidding. There, see? Thank you, nuts. (laughs) Okay? Reyes, right? Guys could have put a turtle in there. I just couldn't stand Wentz any longer. Hey, you bring Wentz up around Xander, he's like, man, I'll tell you what. He's softer than the tissue paper I use in the toilet. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right? Oh, you, I'm, hey, I'll change the locker room around for you. Everybody be in the same room. Because you know why? I'll tell you what we would do. We would have a big circle locker where everybody got a chance to look everybody in the eye. So everybody's accountable. You'd have a logo in the middle, and no one steps on the logo. We're going to have some rules in this locker room. I don't like these corners that you have. You can hide in, where you can hide under your desk, and I can't see you eye to eye. See, when I talk to you, I like to see you, especially in a sport like that. I don't want to be talking like this to somebody. I told you before, if you're whispering, I can't see you, I don't trust you. And that's what you guys are telling me about Carson Wentz. So maybe Jalen kind of changed that room around a little bit. Right? Birdman says, you can't really say Brady was well, just a plug-and-play. Come on, dog. Oh, yeah, so wait a minute. Brady was a plug-and-play. He unplugged it in New England, plugged it in Tampa, and won. I'll take c- – c- can I have that plug-and-play? Can I ha- – 31 other teams would like to have that plug-and-plug plug play. <laughs> Guy went, wait a minute now. Let me get this right. The Guy went 24 ball games in two years, an NFC championship, and a Super Bowl, and you call that plug and play. Hmm. Okay. Can I sign up for it? Where do I sign up? Oh, wait. I got Justin Fields. Shit. How'd you like to be Chicago right now and that guy, Johnny Elbow, who just got the job in Chicago? You got Justin Fields. Congratulations. What? Or you're Brian Dable in New York. And now you got to make shit look like Shinola. <laughs> okay. You, hey, I got to make this thing look like you got to make this stuff that you bought at the dollar store look like fine China. Now in one year, if you're Brian Dable, because then the coach is going to be like, they're like, you couldn't make Daniel Jones. dying Jones look like Josh Allen. Why? Well, cause he sucks. Big Seals, who'd you rather have in their prime, Montana? (laughs) Joe was the shit, man. Okay? Shakur says, Seals, you don't see a ceiling for Justin Fields? I only see a floor. (laughs) Him on it. I don't see anything with him. He's not impressive to me. The the kid to play Trey out in San Francisco? I can't wait to see how that thing works out about this? Green Bay. Jordan Love. <laughs> good luck to you on that one, too. You got all these shit stick quarterbacks that they've drafted. Come on, man. Joe Montana is Jordan. Brady is LeBron. That's a damn good comparison. That's a damn good comparison. I actually like that, man. I do. Uh, I actually like that comparison. Xander hates it. I like it. I like that. Paul, good point. And Lamar's in a contract conversation right now with Baltimore, and his body's starting to jump down on it, isn't it? If you're Baltimore... And you're looking at that, and you're like, this guy was hurt a lot at the end of the year, especially in the final eight games of the year. Am I really going to fork out $42 million for him? The numbers speak to it that you should, but Jesus, man, I don't know, man. Injuries are going to play a factor in that conversation. It's got to. Okay? Oh, you went to school with Kevin? You went to Harvard? Kevin went to Harvard. I think he's from St. Louis, if I'm not mistaken. Joe Flacco, come to come to Philly. The only reason Spaghetti are saying that is because he's got an O at the end of his name. China James. No, 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 no. Jeff, it's Gina. Okay? It's China. <laughs> Wentz was no dummy. He refused to go to Chicago. Dude, it's shitty there, quarterbacks. They haven't had one since Sid Luckman. I, hey, don't worry. I like your comparison. Xander hated it though. Eminem, mom, spaghetti, <laughs> dude. That's not spaghetti. Okay, that's ragu in a plate with noodles, ramen noodles. <laughs> that's not. That's not an Italian dish. Ramen noodles and ragu. <laughs> that's not anybody in Philly that's worth their shit. Especially on the south side, ramen noodles and ragu is not an Italian dish. <laughs> well, Olive Garden is not really an Italian restaurant. Only by name, Junior. <laughs> okay. You kidding me, man? Hey, Seals, you want my meatballs? No, that's okay, man. I don't need anybody's meatballs but my aunt's and my old ladies. <laughs> no, my grandma, God rest her soul. Uh, There's the only meat- meatballs I eat. I do not eat any other meatball. Hey, would you like that? To- no, no, no. Listen, I got to take a timeout. Coach O is going to join us in a minute from the Senior Bowl. I'm going to talk Joe Burrow. What was the one intangible? Maybe this will go into Howie so that he can look for this one intangible that Joe Burrow had that he brought him down to Baton Rouge to quarterback his team to a national title. Hit the like button. Coach Ogeron right around the corner. Keep it here on the National Football Show. Go for
2: the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub. And in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind.
1: disappears.
4: You know, you like being right. That's why you should enroll in an independence blue cross plan. It's the health plan chosen by more people than any other with more doctors and hospitals, more benefits that really rock more of the coverage you want for the right price, including free doctor visits, 24/7. It's a choice you can feel good about because when you're right, you're right. And when you've got independence, blue cross, you're right where you need to be. Call one 844 2583 today to get an Independence Blue Cross plan.
5: Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Seven, eight, 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 eight. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank.
3: Welcome back, hour two. National Show. Coach Ogeron, on right around the corner. Live from the Senior Bowl down in Mobile, Alabama, former LSU coach who recruited Joe Burrow and put Joe Burrow on his way to stardom. Here he is, Super Bowl 56. We'll talk with coach here in a second. Hey, D-Train, is that right? They send their cooks to Italy. Got to remember something, though, about Olive Garden, bro. And anytime that you are in an Italian restaurant and you see white sauce, those are mostly Frenchmen, Northern Italians. Those guys are Frenchmen. They're not really Italians, you know. When you're Sicilian or you're like Calabres or Navidan, yeah. We're almost paisans. <laughs> but who? Hey, but when you're from northern Northern Italy, yeah. <laughs> you know. You know. I mean, you know. Hey, guys, hit the like button. You know. You know. Yeah, you know, Olive Garden's kind of like Northern Italian food. Yeah, you know, it's all right. It's not great. I'm a red sauce guy. <laughs> Dude, ragu is not Italian. It just looks it. <laughs> calabresa okay, we're almost Byzans. Are you done? Do you, hey Sills, do you see the you winning the national, uh the ACC this coming season? Clemson, Clemson, and them. I think they have the quarterback to do it. I think Miami's got enough talent to really get at least to the championship game this year with Mario Cristobal, I do. Okay, I really do. I think they have an opportunity. Guys, um, let me throw something at you here before we get back into some of the conversations here with what we started to show off with in the first hour. Doug Peterson gets the head coaching job in Jacksonville. I do think it was the best job. I agree with Xander. It was the best job because you have the best quarterback available to help you get to where you need to go. Common sense. I'm not taking the Chicago job. I'm not going to take a Minnesota job. Kirk Cousins, okay. Denver, you have no answers there. You're praying that you have Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers in a conversation. Okay, you're not. You're not giving any certainty that those guys are going to want to play there. New Orleans, I don't know who's your quarterback. Jameis Winston. Would it shock you if Jameis Winston, who signed that one year contract, goes back to Tampa and goes back and plays for Bruce Arians? I don't know. I, I I don't know. Okay, but one thing I want to throw this at you. I threw I threw something else at you too about about Brian Flores. This was my big question. I'm glad Tony Bruno liked it too on my Twitter page at Dan Silio Show. So Brian Flores is accusing a black general manager of being an uncle you-know-what. Just listening to Stephen Ross. Chris Greer fired him. He's a black GM. Doesn't that kind of shoot a hole in that? And then you're saying there was racism and being bought off in... Miami, so are you suggesting that Chris Greer, who probably fought his ass off to become a general manager and a front office guy, all the things that Brian Flores is doing for black coaches, he's had a negative impact on potential general managers that could be minorities. No? Chris Greer's a black GM. So hasn't he thrown shade on him? Man, not cool. Or you better be right. You better be right. You know, Xander a couple days ago is right. You know what he said? There's kind of like a lot of lines that have to be filled in this story. And that's one that I, I was thinking of. I'm sitting there and I'm going, so wait a minute. He took a shit all over Chris Greer. And everyone's like, Chris Greer's black? Yeah, <laughs> he's one of the seven general managers that are African-American in the league. I just, I went like this. I said, hey, hey, hang on here now. Now, the more you think about the story, remember last year when we were talking about when Ryan Fitzpatrick got yanked for no reason? Was that the owner telling them to put Tua in? Remember Tua was supposed to go through like a redshirt year. You know, he had just gotten hurt. I don't know, maybe Xander knows. I think he got hurt in the LSU game. Did he get hurt in that LSU game? Tua, either either LSU or Arkansas or something like that. He got hurt. He hurt his ankle and he hurt his knee. And he missed the rest of the year. And everyone said, Yeah, you know, I forget. I, I thought it was the LSU. His hip. I, I thought it was the LSU game, Xander. And it was his and he was supposed to sit that year and all of a sudden, out of nowhere. Remember Ryan Fitzpatrick was winning? They were putting that team back on track again think it's Arkansas <clears throat> okay all of a sudden remember Ryan Fitzpatrick he goes like this I couldn't believe it when I got called in the office and I was told I wasn't starting now who told him that you see Brian Flores just came out of nowhere and decided to derail the season and put Tua in who was banged up still he won some games. I'm not. I'm just saying. It just seems that there's a lot of coincidences in that whole entire story. That's all I'm saying to you. Okay. So there's no question. I'll tell you. For me, I pumped the brakes a lot on this because you're you're accusing everybody on the planet. You're accusing the Broncos, the Giants, the Dolphins, and all of these teams are sitting here. And the Giants came out with this like soliloquy today. And all the things they had, like a schedule, took them around the facility. All the things that he did when he was looking over being considered for the head coaching job in New York with the Giants. They detailed everything. They had everything on a timeline. So they basically have receipts. Brian Flores doesn't have any receipts yet. This is just word of mouth stuff so far. Not saying it's not true. I'm not saying... One coach in the NFL out of 32 teams that's black looks good either. I'm 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 just saying my problem is throwing the word racism around or racist. Because Brian Flores being fired in Miami was not racist. A black GM fired him. I I, I don't I, I, I don't really see that. I just don't. I mean Cause that means you're accusing Chris Greer of being complicit in the whole thing. Just doesn't make sense there. Hey, Chris, Hey boy, I want you to do this for me. I don't think Chris Greer from what I understand, Chris Greer has got an impeccable reputation. And I don't think that man who has fought his ass off in a predominantly white sport like the NFL is just going to bend over just to kiss a boss's ass you don't get anywhere like that, man, because you get exposed in the end. So you're accusing him of being that kind of guy, and I, I, I refuse to believe that anybody who works in the league, I've never seen that, where you're just, yes, they're bossing somebody. Doesn't work like that, man. People struggle and spend their whole entire life trying to become a coach or an executive or a player in this league. And I love the league. I love football, man. I just – I don't know, maybe I'm looking at rainbows and butterflies here. Maybe I'm just looking at something here and again. Okay? Daryl says, Sills, the GM does what the boss says. So you think, Daryl, that he would compromise his integrity as a black man to denigrate another black man? That's a big indictment. That's probably the biggest indictment in this whole story. You're accusing Chris Greer of being complicit in racism. I don't know, man. I find that hard to believe. Hey, we've seen crazier shit though, have we not? We've seen crazier stuff, man. Okay. Chef says, I saw that Tom Brady, news broadcaster, thirty five million paid to talk. Wow, dude. Brady's going to be offered all kinds of great jobs, man. Okay, he's going to be offered everything on the planet. I can't see Tom Brady working for the man, though. I think Tom Brady's going to be somebody that um, he's his own dude. You know what I mean? He's going to have his own castle and his own moat. And I think he's going to be that guy. I really do. We're trying to effort our friend, Coach Ogeron. Hopefully, we're able to get him. I know he's down there with the uh, senior bowl, so. Hopefully, we're able to get aboard here and get him on here real quick and see if we can get him. Sanders says we're working on him, so hopefully. I'd love to get into some Joe Burrow talk. What made him turn the keys over to LSU to Joe Burrow? Remember something? Joe Burrow was told by Ryan Day and Urban Meyer that you couldn't play at Ohio State any longer. This guy was basically told, and, okay, Justin Fields was coming in from Georgia. There was no room in that room for him. But Coach O, man, I mean, to his credit, just looked at the kid and he said, here, take my program over. What happened? They put together one of the greatest seasons. I think they won 14 ball games that year. Beat Bama, won the Southeastern Conference Championship, won the National Championship. It's one of the greatest college football teams of all time. And Joe Burrow was the catalyst in that. Had all that great talent around him. Let's not forget something, too. Guess who recruited? Jamar Chase. You know, one thing you can also say about Coach Ogeron, you know all those great teams that were built during the Pete Carroll era? Who do you think was the recruiting coordinator? Do you guys know who the recruiting coordinator was? It was Coach O. He was part of that coaching staff that put those great, talented players out in Southern California. And look what he did when he was there at LSU. You know the Jefferson kid that the Eagles missed on? Who do you think recruited him? Yeah, Coach O. Who who recruited Jamar Chase? Coach O. Who recruited Joe Burrow? Coach O. Who recruited Stingley? Coach O. He did all those guys. Brought him into Baton Rouge. All those guys are superstars, man. So you're telling me you fire a guy like that who knows talent, who sees talent, one of the best talent evaluators in the history of college football is Coach O. I mean, when he was down at the University of Miami, he was putting all those great defensive linemen down there. The saps of the world, all them guys. Yeah, man. You talk about a guy who recruited, man, knew exactly where he was going. And By the way, where do you think Ed Reed's from? You know where Ed Reed's from? You got it, Louisiana. (laughs) This guy, you can never go wrong with a guy like that, man. All right. As we're working on Coach O here, let me throw this at you here. We started the program out with Doug Peterson getting the job in Jacksonville. Here's why he succeeds. He's going to take all the stuff that he learned in Philadelphia and apply it to what he is going to move forward with in Jacksonville. Guys, help me out on something. What was Doug's biggest failure? What was his biggest failure in Philadelphia, you think? What was his biggest failure? You guys will know more of this. Just me thinking. To me, I think it's communicating. I think it's communicating with Howie and the owner. The Don says adjustments. Hunter says nothing. Hmm. Carson, okay? Poor QB play. One of them a Super Bowl, though. Staff selection. Was that really his? Rico may have it. Couldn't deal with Howie. Okay? I think it is communication. Let me ask you this. Let me draw some parallels here. Let me ask you if there are any parallels. What was Andy Reid's failure in the end in Philadelphia? Are there any parallels here to what Doug did and how his ending came versus how Andy's ending came? Are there any parallels? to this Sydney says management tell me because I look at Andy I, I just see Matt Hatter that was always my my assertion was that he got burned out in the whole process of being there so long Don time management played a factor once again in the AFC championship game I've always thought that that was a coaching issue with him on dealing with timeouts. So to me, maybe they are completely different because Doug Peterson wasn't burned out. But maybe Doug Peterson was burned out on having the deal because remember when Seth came on the show? What was Seth Joyner? And I'm paraphrasing here. When we had Seth Joyner on a couple weeks ago, Seth says that he believes that – That Doug Peterson told the coaching staff and told people in the front office to kick rocks, and he just said, I'm bailing. I'm not sticking around here for this any longer. Okay, I'm just not sticking around here for this. Bobby says, refuse to run the ball. No number one wideout and awful clock management. Read handling of T.O. and McNabb. How do you justify management? Seth likes Doug. Yeah, I do too. I think Doug Peterson got the best job because he's got the best quarterback prospect. And you need that to win. He knew that too. You know why, Doug, even though he interviewed for the New Orleans Saints job, he sees no future there. He knows that. Whoever gets that Saints job, so you know what you're going to do? You're going you're to elevate Dennis Allen, their defensive coordinator. And he's going to shit the bed the same way he did when he was in with the Raiders. No quarterback. The people that are taking these jobs with no quarterback are doomed. Brian Dable is doomed. Here. Here's, here's how it's going to play out for him. He's going to suck this year. Then the organization is going to make a decision to move off of Daniel Jones. So there's two years wasted. Okay, then you're going to have to play a rookie quarterback in the second year or a free agent quarterback in the second year of Dable's tenure. Then the third year, the record sucks so bad, the giant front office will fire him and they'll blame it on the coach because he couldn't turn it around. That's doomed and being set up for failure. There's no way. You're not doomed, Chris, because Jalen's winning games. That's why Howie's afraid to move off him. Howie's going to go like this? You think how he's that kid, what is it, Malik uh, Willis or whatever it is, Malik Willis? Whatever, man. He's a project at best. You're not moving off of Jalen Hurts for some guy you have no idea. Why do you think in San Francisco these guys are sitting around figuring out, going, man, do we move off a dude that's 36 and 16, been to two NFC Championship games in three years for a guy we have no idea about, and we had to go to YouTube. To get tape on and Trevor Lawrence. That is, that's a big gamble, man. Are you sure you can win with Trevor Lawrence? I know I can win with Jimmy G. These front offices are not just going to pull the ripcord off of a guy that's giving them sure wins. Dak Prescott gives the Cowboys sure wins, but they ain't gonna get you the win because they ain't one of those guys. Okay, Mom says, porn star Jimmy's underrated. He sure is underrated. Chris says, Willis is a three-year project. Bro, three years? Coaches today in the NFL? Coaches anywhere. Coaches in high school. You don't have three years to turn shit around. You ain't getting that. Dan Silio, if you showed up, with the Giants attire on at the game. They may think you're Brian Dable. Actually, he's probably one of the only guys I could say this. Now he's fatter. <laughs> okay? No, he looks terrible. Big sales looks good. Paul says Saban has a great system. Facilities largest budget in college football. Oh, that all plays a factor in why he's dominating. You think when Mal Moore hired him, one of the prerequisites that Saban wanted was open book, checkbook, and that's what happened. When Mal was running that entire ship there at Alabama, when he first signed on, taking over for Shula, Mike Shula, that was part of the whole thing and how they enticed him away from the Dolphin job. Remember something, Saban had complete Control of the Miami Dolphins situation. What's two and two against Bill Belichick, too, inside the division? Okay, what's two and two inside the division? Birdman says we just saw five coaches sign $100 million contracts. They all have blank checkbooks. Correct. You're going to USC, who has an open checkbook, could do anything they want. Notre Dame doesn't. Notre Dame is not opening up their checkbook. You think that endowment that they have at Notre Dame is open to the football program? Why do you think that Lou Holtz won the national title? Okay? Prop 48. If Prop 48 was not intact at the time of college football, he doesn't get Jerome Bettison, Ricky Waters, and some of those other dudes in there. They lowered the standards to get kids in to Notre Dame and every other college. and they got rid of Prop 48. Magically just disappeared. Notre Dame goes like this. We ain't dropping standards. And that's why they'll never win a national title ever again. Ever again. That's why Brian Kelly left. Gave 100, yeah, gave 100 million bucks. Damn right, man. Saw the writing on the wall. He knew exactly. <laughs> you don't, hey, you don't leave Notre Dame unless you know it's impossible to win. Think of this. In your lifetime, did you ever think that you would see Notre Dame as a stepping stone job? Notre Dame was a stepping stone job to the next thing for Brian Kelly. Holy shit. you got to be kidding me. it's a stepping stone job now. He turned it into that. When you go to Notre Dame, you usually retire after you take that job. Okay? I know Holtz coached after that a little bit, but he was at South Carolina. Yeah, you know why Lou Holtz took that South Carolina job? Why do you think Lou Holtz took the South Carolina job? Does anybody know? Does anybody know why Holtz took the... South Carolina job. I guarantee you not a person will know this. Here, here, by the way. Johnny, I just got to tell you, understand. We're just a great program here. Notre Dame. What a big program. Never seen anything like it. Smile says money. Absolutely not. He had all of it. He needed. I should take got to pick up. a pick up boots. i never seen anything like Notre Dame. Sorry, Lou. What are you saying? Holy cow, man. What? No, money? No. Lou Holtz has promised a lifetime membership at the Augusta National. <laughs> the former chairman of the Augusta National. Okay. Yeah, we get Lou Holtz down here. We'll give him a lifetime membership to the Augusta National. He was a game cock himself. You, you just bring old Lou down here, promise him something they to get for the rest of his life, be a lifetime member here at the Augusta National with all the other white, I mean guys down here that come in here to Augusta and play every year. You know, you want not come down here to judge and make sure you your brain-living, because if you bring little, we bring a Gamecock-loving down here. Grits and apple pie, bit. How'd you like to tee it up? Many times, Ed, you like to do it down here in all goddamn Georgia. you going to be a great king by the time you're done here playing golf at Augusta National. <laughs> hey, gave him a lifetime membership. That's how he got that South Carolina job. God, I wish I, I could remember that guy's name too, man. He was quite a character. Yep. How can we get Lou to South Carolina? Give him a lot of time membership to the Masters. Grease the palm a little. That's how we get it going on there. <laughs> yeah. All right, Super Bowl 56. Folks, hit that like button, man. Bang on that bitch for me. It's football Friday. Are you watching the Pro Bowl this weekend? Are you watching it? All right? Keep it here on the National Football Show.
2: Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub. And in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want.
4: Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free?
1: That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of stateside vodka. So good, it just disappears.
4: You know you like being right. That's why you should enroll in an Independence Blue Cross plan. It's the health plan chosen by more people than any other. With more doctors and hospitals, more benefits that really rock, more of the coverage you want for the right price including free doctor visits 24 7. It's a choice you can feel good about because when you're right you're right and when you've got Independence Blue Cross you're right where you need to be. Call 1-844-200-2583 today to get an Independence Blue Cross plan.
5: Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Seven, zero, three. One, two, three. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia Bank.
3: Welcome back, National Football Show James Hit the like button. We're efforting our friend Ed Ogeron. All right. Hey, is that the Doug Peterson game at the link? Is it at the link this year? Is it? Uh... (laughs) Dude, wait a minute. There's no way that Wentz is coming to the link. Is Wentz coming to the link too? No way. No. No way. Okay. He's lucky. (laughs) Hey. You think Michael Irvin got fucked up. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey man. That guy needs to be a witness protection if he was coming to Philly. Yeah. yeah, I'd be like this. NFL security. Carson Wentz is coming to the link. What do we have to do? Well, if I were you, man, I'd put that guy in a in a Brinks truck. <laughs> I wouldn't put him on the team bus. I'd put that dude in a Brinks truck, and I'd put, like, I'd I'd make him, I'd dress him up like Gardner Minshew. I'd put that Bobby Valentine mustache on and a wig and just make, I'd get him in there somehow, get him out of there too. And you know at the Army-Navy how they have snipers on top of the link when the president shows up? I'd have that out there too, man. Ooh. Okay, all that being said here now. Yeah, Michael Irving got hit. Okay, with a battery. <laughs> oh man, you guys are fucking crazy, man! <laughs> a snowball with a battery in and a rock in it. <laughs> I I'm sorry, I'm laughing. I'm sorry. I find that shit funny. <laughs> I, I I I asked Mike about two weeks ago too. I go, what was that? Did you? They booed me, man. I hurt myself. I go, "Who booed you?" He goes, "Those people you're talking to. I watched the show. You know those same people that you're having fun with? They fucking threw rocks and shit at us and batteries at me, man. I hurt myself and they cheered." <laughs> I was like, "Well, it must have been a must've been a rough day." <laughs> it's like so you I'm like, "Hey, man, and it was the vet, right? Or was it the, it w- it was the vet, right? Oh, man. <laughs> that place, man. It felt cold. Okay? The whole thing was cold. Every time you walked in that, it was just cold. And you look, you're, you're, the carpet sucked. Oh, man. That place was rough. Those fans, hey, hey, hey. The two crazy let me see. Yes, two fake craziest fan bases. I show up in Gainesville. Hottest chicks on the planet. These gator chicks are beautiful. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I'm looking this chick looks at me, she goes, You motherfucker! You can't piece of shit. Your motherfucking fucking su- I'm going. <laughs> I, I couldn't say shit. I hope your fucking mother gets run over by a bus. You uh, you cocksucker. I'm going like, wow. I'm not sure if that's not hot or not. I'm looking over at Danny Stubbs and Testa Verde, and I'm going like, I don't know, man. You think that's hot? There's something. There's a hot quality to that. <laughs> Matt Hatter's like, I like her. Okay. Philly, man, same thing. You know, blonde blonde girl, man, she's got her bird shirt on. She's doing this. You motherfucker! <laughs> like, it, dude, when you first see it and hear it, you know, dudes, man, I don't care because guys will say anything. You know, they got their can of courage. They're drinking their can of courage. They're fucking down in it. Hey, you know, I beat your ass. You know, back in the day when I was in high school, I was all city third team. And, you know, the only reason I'm not a pro is because... I fucking blew my knee out in a rec game. <laughs> you're like, I know, dude, everybody's a gay guy. Everybody's great in high school. Third team, all city. I get it. But when a chick does it, man, it's like the You mother. And you're like, oh. <laughs> uh, uh, bud, girl, no thanks. Only New Englander would say that. Give me brunettes. Okay. Give me brunettes. Everybody looks alike, right? I could say that because we're, we're Italian, right? Seals, did you, play, did you play when Bill Romanowski played? Absolutely. Bill and I made some um, high school um, all-star teams. Bill um, is from, I think, around the Hartford or New Haven area. And I think he played up there. Then he went to Boston College. As a matter of fact, uh, Bill and I made like some um, all-star teams together. I'll post that on my um, on my Twitter page. We made a, uh, what what is it? A sp- Remember the old magazine, Sport Magazine? We made the old Sport Magazine All-American team together. And he was at BC at the time. Love him. We're friends too, man. Two Connecticut guys. Absolutely. I love Bill. Okay. Two years varsity. Way to go, Chris. Chris, I hate the guy in the bar. He does this, though. Dude, that's all good. Anybody who played football, I'm happy for everybody who played the game. I love the game. You know the guy. Hey, hey, you're a big football star. No, man, I didn't I didn't say nothing. Yeah, the guys over here are kissing your ass and you know, talking about you playing at the U and all, you know, Jimmy and all. Yeah, man, that's probably true. Yo, you were drafted, huh? Yeah. I know where this is going, too, because I've been there, right? You know, I was back in the day, you know, when I was at Cherry Hill. I was 13, like, all state. Then, you know, I got fucked up, man. You know, I had to go work on the docks. Well, yeah. oh, sorry, man. I'm, I've been to Jesse because I'm eating too many Wiener hot dogs. <laughs> yeah, Give me some of them beer nuts. You know, Silio, you ain't shit. I know. <laughs> Um. Yeah, no, no, no. These, those guys give me fucking Ajula. No. Uh, you know. Uh, how many beers you had, buddy? Let me buy you one. I'll buy any beer. i buy you a beer. I was 13 All City. Oh. All right. <laughs> it's going nowhere. <laughs> Be careful, dog, for I take your lady from you. <laughs> I, I I'm i gonna stop. <laughs> that was back in the old days, man. That was that was bad, Silio. Be careful, man, for I take your lady. <laughs> uh, Mensa? No, not there, bro. I'm a simple man. Okay. <laughs> oh man, I was only freshman on varsity team. I chose. <laughs> Yeah, you're probably 10 times better off than me. Hey, D's nuts. Have a good one, bro. Love you, man. I'm kidding. (laughs) Be careful. I'll take your job from you. Where's Coach O? See? The producer can't find him. No, I'm sure. I, I sent him a text, too. Coach O just got... Hey, Jeff, it's a good question. Okay, he set the time. Okay, wait a minute now. Okay, it's all good. Xander, hey. Okay. Hold on for a second. Check this out. You ready? Guys. Jeff goes, where's Coach O? Jeff. Would you call Silio if you just were paid $25 million? <laughs> Jeff. Okay. Hey, Jeff. He just got $25 million. Uh, uh. I'm not sure I would have If you gave me, fuck you money like that. I'm not sure if you'd ever see big sales again. I would go to an island, burn the boats, and I'm not sure you'd ever see me again. Okay? The keys. (laughs) I might build a house on stilts in the ocean. You'd never see me. Not happening. <laughs> I would fly my my food in. I would fly my chicks in. Oh, wait, I'm married. Sorry. Oh, you got to always remember, man. When you've been married for 33 years, you're dead anyway. Oh, yes, the Pro Bowl. Thank you very much, Paul. My favorite Pro Bowl moment is Sean Taylor. The legendary Miami Hurricane. Just lighting up a punter. You see, punters and kickers are not football players. They're just dudes. Those guys aren't real football players. I know they got a helmet, they got shoulder pads, and their little shoes that they wear. You'll never see a kicker with a size 10 foot. They're always like six. <laughs> My wife's got a size four, I think. I'm not sure. I don't want to say it. I, I know she doesn't have very big. You'll never see a kicker with a ten and above. Shoe. <laughs> they're, they're not really football players. Not a football player. Those guys are not. <laughs> right? They're not football players. So yeah, no. Yeah, no, no. Anyone happy for Doug Peterson? I saw that. Why wouldn't you be? He got fired here. He got fired in Philly. Now he's got an opportunity to write the ship here. Okay? <laughs> Dude, you can't have another coach go to a- What if he turns Jacksonville around? Hey, by the way, You know, Joe Burrow turned Cincinnati around. You think it's harder for a quarterback to turn a team around, or do you think it's harder for a coach to turn a program around like a place like Jacksonville? I couldn't tell you who Zach Taylor was. Hey, let's 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 tie this in. Look at what Tom Brady did for Bruce Arians. They were seven and nine before Brady showed up. They were seven and nine. Brady shows up, eleven and five won a Super Bowl. They went thirteen ball games this year twenty four games in two years. Brady turned that whole culture around. So can Doug do the same and is it harder for a coach to turn that kind of dynamic around? Hey, by the way, can somebody tell me what the record was for? Doug Peterson, when he took over the Eagles. What was what what was the record prior? What was that last year? Was it it was Chip Kelly, right? What was the last year? I want to see that. What was Chip Kelly's last year? What was his last year of coaching? What was the record? Because to me, Doug Peterson. No, 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 no. He was seven and nine. I think Matt Hatter was right. It was seven and nine, I believe. Okay, and Doug's first year, he was seven and nine. So in Doug's second year, so Doug wins 20 games in two years. He's 13 and three. He's 13 and three. In his second year in 17, he's nine and seven. He's second in the NFC, and then he's second in the NFC in 19. Oh, he's first. So let me get this right. In his first four years of coaching, Doug Peterson had won two division titles, an NFC championship, and a Super Bowl. (laughs) Then he has that shit year, four and 11 and one where everything got in the way of everybody, and they fired him. So hang on, I'm going to say this again. Doug Peterson took over a 7-9 team. So 2015, what was the record? 2015, what was the record of the the Eagles? He goes 7-9 in his first year. He's fourth, and he's last in the division. Then he wins the Super Bowl in his second year, 13 and three. One, two, three, four. And so in Doug's five years, he wins two division titles, an NFC title, and a Super Bowl, and he's fired. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Damn, dog. That's incredibly great. I get the 411 and one. Holy shit, man. You didn't give that guy the benefit of the doubt with COVID and all that other stuff, too? You just fired his ass? Because you didn't like him? That's pretty crazy. Chris says Doug is a solid coach. Bobby says total bullshit that he was fired. Man. That's crazy. That's crazy. The number one issue that Doug's going to have to work on to turn the Jaguars around. I'm going to tell you what that is. Guys, please hit the like button. I apologize if we can't get Coach O on. Um we'll run him down sometime next week if we can. Do me a favor, please again guys hit that like button, keep it right here on the National Football Show.
2: Go for the Midnight Dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com.
1: At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy
4: shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free?
1: That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of stateside vodka. So good, it just disappears.
4: You know you like being right. That's why you should enroll in an Independence Blue Cross plan. It's the health plan chosen by more people than any other, with more doctors and hospitals, more benefits that really rock, more of the coverage you want for the right price, including free doctor visits 24 7. It's a choice you can feel good about, because when you're right, you're right. And when you've got Independence Blue Cross, you're right where you need to be. Call 1 844 200 2583 today to get an Independence Blue Cross plan.
5: Field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Seven One, two, three. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank.
3: Welcome back, National Football Show. Your boy Dan Silio. Guys, please hit the like button. Are you watching the Olympics at all? You know what's on, right? (laughs) The the Olympics. So I I tuned some of that on last night. You know, I got a lot of pride for the United States. I tell you that all the time. I don't root for parties. I root for America. And I'm watching this thing, and there's no fans in the stands. There's no excitement. There's no juice. There's no energy. And you're sitting there going like this. I'm not... Sure, I'm going to sit around watching curling or some of these other off-sporting events just to sit here and, I don't know, there's something about it, right? I'm not watching it. Plus, you got that whole political, I, I love how Mike Tirico kind of hit on it and they kind of addressed it. How do you get around the fact that we have tensions with China right now? NBC is broadcasting, not from Beijing. They're broadcasting from Stanford, Connecticut, where I'm from. They're not there. I'm like, I don't know, man. The Olympic Games, when I grew up, man, the Olympic Games, Jim McKay, the whole thing. I know sometimes... The games would be on and off hours. But Americans watched it. Hell, Americans watched that 1980 U.S. Olympic game between the Russians, and it was tape-delayed. Okay? Big sills on the luge team. I don't care what Xander says. I fit my ass in a luge. Or, you know what I would do? I would just lay down. And Big Sills would be like a bullet. Tear the skin off my back, but I don't care. Play with pain, man. the hell do you think this is? Okay. Basketball. Coming down the corner. There's Big Sills going into turn four. 96 miles an hour. He's going for the gold. Food. Man, I look like the guy in Running Man. They'd have to have a net at the end of the whole thing just to catch big cells. (laughs) Oh man! All right, guys. No, no, no. Uh, See, Bobby, you're wrong, dog. No way am I ever boycotting Chinese food, man. I love it. Italian food, Chinese food, seafood, man. No way. No way. Am I boycotting Chinese food? Big Seals gold medal is Snow Angel. I'm in. I know for a fact. I told you this yesterday. I can win a gold medal at being a sweeper. That's what they're called. A sweeper. Look, I got it down. Watch. Chika 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 chika. See my glide. I got the I got the uh, I got the curling guide down because it's it's got to get on one knee like you're proposing or some shit, right? <laughs> How you done, right? One thing Doug has to do when he rolls into Jacksonville: first thing you have to do if you're a head football coach and you're walking into a shit environment, what's the number one thing you have to do? What do you think? What do you think? Number one thing that a coach has to do when he walks into some place. Bob. Right, Bobby, I love egg rolls too, ma'am. Oh, God. Black tees and winter hats. Very simple, I told you. Change culture. Clean. Hey! Slap ass. Nuts. I'm going to give you guys something here. Dallas Cowboys sucked when Jimmy Johnson walked into the place. So, J.J. walks in to the Cowboys. He fucking fires everything on the planet. Everything. Scouts. Equipment guys, people that had been in Dallas for 30 years. He didn't care. He fired every fucking guy in there. Put his own people in, secretaries, guys washing jocks and socks. I'm not kidding. Everybody went, everything. Business side of the building. Jerry fired everybody. Jimmy kept five people in the building. And they were grateful to keep their jobs. You're either going to go along or you're going to move along. And those five people turned out to be grateful for their jobs. He fired everything. He erased everything. Gil Brandt. Tech SRAM. all those dudes that were there, honestly, 30 years. Fired in one swoop. Got rid of that whole room. I was there. Guys were picking up. They weren't even letting them clean their offices out. They were having to ship ship to them. Get out. We are not having any of this. You know what it does? It doesn't give you a chance to start whispering in corners because you bring in your own people in. The culture in Jacksonville has to be completely cleaned, scrubbed. That's what's wrong with Philly right now. There's too many corners in the building for places to hide and talk about shit. And you can't have that. Coach Johnson told me, we cleaned house. Three years, they won a Super Bowl. Fire the guard dog, dude. Everything hired the roster, <laughs> went free agents. All the scouts were different. Bob Ackles came in. Gil Brandt, there 32 years, fired his ass. And they were friends. They brought Larry Lacewell in. Brought all these Arkansas dudes in where they played together up in Arkansas. And they brought them all in. I'm not kidding. And Miami, the whole, my entire coaching staff was brought in from Miami. To Dallas. They won Super Bowls and national titles, man. It's crazy. So when Doug goes in there, I guarantee you, he looked at Shade Khan and goes, we need a house cleaning. We need to have professionals. And Shade can't get in the way because this is what happens with places like the Jets or some of these other places that don't win. You know why? Because the front offices are protected by the general managers. And they keep the room divided. When you're playing for a championship, everyone's got to be in on it together. You can't have a department that has a philosophical difference than what you do when you're talking about building a team or a business. You all have to be all together here. You all have to be understanding this is where we're going to build this thing in. Everyone has to understand this is the kind of player Doug Peterson wants. This is the kind of person Doug wants in his coaching staff. The general manager. Is Trent Baalke still the guy there? Man, I don't know. Is Trent Baalke still the general manager of the Jags? Holy shit. That could be a problem for Doug. Because Trent Baalke's not really known for communicating. You know, that was the reason that Byron Leftwich turned that job down. He didn't want to work for him. Yeah, D-Train says the Herschel Walker trade built that dynasty. Well, whose decision do you think it was? It wasn't Jerry Jones's. It was Jimmy Johnson's decision. He didn't build it. And by the way, just so you know, D-Train, Jimmy didn't ask Jerry if it was okay. He just did it. He just did it. He went and got the guy. He went and got Haley. He didn't ask Jerry for it. Don't listen to that dumbass Skip Bayless because he doesn't know what he's talking about. It's not true. Bob Ackles got the call from Carmen Policy. I know the facts in the story. He got the call from Carmen Policy, the former general manager and president of the 49ers, and said we'd like to move Haley to you. They were like 7-9 and or something. It was like the second year they were there in Dallas. Jimmy goes, I'll take him. That wasn't Name me one move Jerry Jones made that was decent. And by the way, don't tell me Tony Romo. Tony Romo wasn't even drafted. He was a free agent. They found him, and it was luck. It was as lucky as finding Kurt Warner in Los Angeles. Excuse me, St. Louis. Because remember, Trent Green was the quarterback going into that year. He gets hurt against Washington in the exhibition season. Everybody was going crazy because they knew they had a Super Bowl roster. And it was Vermeil that went like this. Nah, there's something about this Warner kid I like. There's something about what, by the way, Mike March and everybody was going like this. Yeah, but he's never really played. I mean, he's been cut five times. Coach, he's not, you know, how do you know he's the guy? Vermeil just was a people person. That's what made Dick Vermeil. What did Dick Vermeil do when he rolled into Philadelphia? He cleaned fucking house too. He turned that entire organization upside down and inside out. And he put his own people in there. That's why they had the ability to win as many games as they did when Dick was the head coach of the Eagles. It took him a little bit to turn it around, but he did because he had his own folks in there. Oh, yeah, D-Train. Romo is one of the best undrafted free agents of all time. Warner's better. Warner's better because he's a Hall of Famer, and he won, and he's a Super Bowl MVP, and he's a regular season MVP. Yeah. So not forget that. Add that to the mix. Okay? Romo, he talks like he's Troy Aikman. Okay? He talks like he's Troy Aikman. He ain't. <laughs> Aikman's the true champion. Yeah, when you're in the postseason, how would you know, Tony? This guy's got one or two postseason wins. How the hell would he know? So, Doug, Doug's got to go in there just clean house. Put his people in there. It'll give him the best formula for success. You know, I was told something a long time ago from Joe Madden. Joe Maddon, the former Tampa Bay Rays and Angels and Cubs manager. And I covered him when I was in Tampa. He says, if you want to get the most out of your personnel, whether it's coaches or it's players, you have to bond a personal relationship with each and every single person inside the locker room. You got to get to know them. Because then you can be constructive. Because if you're not, they'll think you're being destructive. And that's what a lot of these organizations fight. When you talk to a coach or a player, They think you're coming from a position of destruction, not from construction and being constructive. That's why when you have an organization like the Steelers all on the same page, and somebody like Kevin Colbert, who's going to step down, by the way, after the draft as GM, he's not coming from an angle of trying to fuck you over. He's coming from an angle of trying to help you get better. Very few places in the NFL like that. That's why they look at these new style coaches. Johnny Elbow up in uh, Chicago and places like that. The guy in Denver. Who? Great. Okay. All these analytic guys. Nick, Nick Sirianni, too. Nick Sirianni, too. Guys, awesome. We apologize for Coach O. We'll get him on. We'd like, I'd like to have him on. Maybe it might be better Super Bowl week. So hopefully he'll... He'll text me a little bit later. I'm sure something happened, and I hope everything is okay, actually, now that I think about it, because he's always punctual. So we apologize for that. We'll get him on next week. Guys, thank you so much. Please hit that like button. It is Super Bowl week. I believe we're on Monday, Tuesday. Am I right, Xander? Monday, Tuesday, and I think we're off from Wednesday to Wednesday. So we got two days of Super Bowl coverage. And we'll have a lot of Super Bowl talk on Monday and Tuesday. Have a great weekend. We'll catch you on Monday. Please hit the like button. We'll catch you on the flip side.